two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many. And so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. No timeouts. Week 14 episode. Damn, I don't even know. 56 maybe. But we're back talking more NFL on a joyous occasion where all three of us went 2-0 and on our picks last week. So we made everybody some money. I don't know if people are actually listening to us, but they should be. They should be listening to our picks. They got to be by now. They better be. They missing out on the bread. Kyrie, you know what what's, what's, what's up with y'all? How y'all doing? Man, another week, brother. That's all. Another week. Another like, week. Man, another fan- week. Sound like y'all need a vacation. Last week of fantasy play uh, before fantasy playoffs. So, you know, people are stressing for real. You know, that's man, all. I can't relate. I already got my spot locked up. <laughs> hey, guess my, you dumbass didn't start uh, Dalvin Cook yesterday. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Hey, Loki, I didn't do that either, but again spot locked up so it is what it is he's ready he's ready for next week that's all i care about i'm I'm resting my players for this week mental week got to focus for the playoffs okay okay but shoot let's just just get right into this nfl stuff week 14 just like it is the almost fantasy playoffs to this almost nfl playoffs uh some crazy games we're recording this on a friday so we actually got to see the steelers vikings thursday night game so we'll start there not only for playoff implications in terms of, one, the Steelers getting that sixth loss, now making that tie a bad thing. You know, they, you're falling behind the Colts, who are now seven and six. Uh, Vikings, you know, trying to get that last playoff spot. That was a must win, really, for both of them, but especially the Vikings. But what everybody's been talking about, for those who may not have seen, um, you know, the Steelers were down 29 to zero. They make a, a pretty interesting comeback. Of course, of course Kirk Cousins helps them with that, as Kirk Cousins does. Um, ultimately, the Steelers are driving one possession. They're trying to go score. They have no timeouts. Throw it to Chase Claypool. Gets the first down on, a, I believe it was third or fourth down, maybe even fourth down. Gets the first down. I get, mind you, no timeouts. He gets tackled inbounds and is doing his little, you know, first oh, down. I'm a, I'm a receiver. Point, point, move the chains. What with the time ticking? Um, you know, a lot of people have, you know, said pretty much just pretty much shit on them in terms of just wasting time for the sake of a first down celebration. I will say very quickly that although yes, it was very selfish and like he was wild. Like I can't really defend him, especially after the fact, because he was wild pretty much throwing his teammate under the bus for knocking the ball out of his hands. Uh, I didn't mean, I don't know. I feel like it was more, it's like a football thing where it's like, 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 did it really impact the game that much? Like, bro, y'all are down eight with 30 seconds anyway. Like, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about how y'all were down 29 to zero. Like, I feel like this has gotten pinpointed um, to ignore a bigger issue, which is like the Steelers not being that great. Um, but it is one of those like football locker room things that I feel like only in football would, would this be as big of a deal as it is um, being that as a receiver and, and so on and so forth. But I don't know. What did, you, what did y'all think? I didn't think when I was watching it live, like I noticed it, but I didn't think that it made that big of a difference in terms of stalling their drive or anything like that. Honestly, the fact that the ball got knocked out of his hands did make it worse. But again, it wouldn't have gotten knocked out of his hands if he had never done that to begin with. So I feel it. But. 
I don't know. I felt like it got it's it's gotten blown out of proportion just a little bit, um, especially when we're talking about that more than the fact that the Steelers were down twenty nine to zero. But I don't know what. What do y'all think? What's we'll start, Kyrie? I know Kyrie, Ravens fan. He don't got you know he, all bad things for the Ravens. So now you got to start. You got to direct that energy towards other teams. So I, I know. Yeah, like I do have a lot of pent up aggression that I need to do. <laughs> a good opportunity for it. But I think you have to look at like you have to contextualize it, right? You have to look at the player who's doing it. You have to look at the situation that they're in in the game. Chase Claypool has a track record of immaturity. I mean, he always he dances like. People talk about Juju dancing a lot, but Chase dances a lot. He talks a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like he, I think he had a um a penalty earlier in the game for taunting. You know what I'm saying? So that is the, that's the second time he did something stupid during the same game. True. You know what I'm saying? And then also at the same time, like I see a, a lot of people like you and yourself were saying like, yeah, well, they're undermining the fact that they were down 29-0, that the defense gave up 29 points, and that's true. You know, I think you do have to look at the defense afterwards, especially if you look on tape with the coaches they're going to talk to them or whatever. But that already happened at that point in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fourth right. quarter, you're down eight points. It's 30 seconds left. You know what I'm saying? He wasted a good nine, ten seconds off the clock. And, yeah, he didn't necessarily lose the ball. I know the lineman um, tried to get it, and then I think the uh, Vikings linebacker actually knocked it out of his hand. But like you said, if he just never did that from the start, if he just got his first down, you know, ran over, tried to uh, get the ball to the ref so they could spike it, just that in the third, that's an actual play on the clock. So maybe they could draw, but I didn't know they had like been through two incompletions before that uh, pass to the tight end that got broken up or whatever. But that's an opportunity for another play. That's an opportunity to, you know, it was just a bad, bad play overall. But I like the shit on Chase Claypool. I'm not a fan. You know, I haven't been <laughs> fantasy, so I was happy for the pass. You know, it was a catch. <laughs> so I was cool with that. But yeah, it, it just shows a lot of immaturity and lack of self-awareness, you know, lack of football like you. My opinion, but that's just how I feel. All right, so everyone's yeah. zooming. That means I got a zag, right? So nah, I'm kidding. Of course, of I course. thought it was. I thought it was a stupid. <laughs> I thought it was just as Kyrie said. It was immature. It was stupid. It was not necessary. It was not needed. And as much as the you know the rah rah celebrations, kind of you do it to kind of get yourself and your teammates kind of hype up. When you make a boneheaded play, I feel like there's also a trickle down effect. It blows the wind out of your sails, so to speak, and. I think not only him doing that, but then him also going off on his teammate after, you know, the teammates just trying to get the ball from him. So oh, he yeah. that was my thing. That was my thing. That was it was my it was like, like this is unnecessary. You you were dead ass wrong. You got caught. <laughs> you know, you messed your team up and you cost them at least four to five seconds, which that could have been two plays instead of just that one. Right. So to me, I personally, he already got benched in this game. They Tomlin had already sat him down for the first uh, taunting penalty that he got just being unnecessary. Right. Um, so he already got benched for, I think it was two series. So he was mad if you will, but like, you got to keep those emotions in control and win the games on the line like that. Yeah. I doubt they give him another contract. I mean, like I said, he just has a what? track stop, 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 stop. I'm serious, stop, bro. Stop, stop. Got two more years. They're moving, on. Early for that. They're moving on from Ben, <laughs> stop, bro. Stop, stop. Like Ben's not even going to be there next year. They got to figure out their quarterback situation. Watch it. They're going to well. One, they don't he, have, he's they under don't contract. Have to, he's he's under got two more years, years anyway. bro. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say, it's not like he's about to be a free agent for one. And like, I'm gonna see it. Bro, I'm still, gonna... And he's on and he's on a rookie contract. Like, and a so, second round pick rookie contract. He'll, so he's cheap. Contract thing with a sec a second round pick round pick making not nearly as much as he should be compared. 
productivity and his potential. At the end of the day, like, it's been be wrong got the first down, so you have no way. Especially if Juju isn't Juju for to get rid of him. I mean, bro, the way I'm not saying he's going to get cut, you know what I'm saying? But just if you look at Chase Claypool, let's just say like this this behavior persists for like the uh, remainder of his contract or whatever. He just doesn't seem like the type of player that Mike Tomlin would keep on the team. What? what that that didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, Mike no. Tomlin kept AB I on mean, the team. He, Mike Wallace was kept on the team. Yeah, but this already happened now. You know what I'm saying? He kept a lot of – it's a results <laughs> business. As long as Claypool produces, which he does, the problem with Claypool is he he's like – um. What's the boy that went to Jacksonville? Marvin Jones. They lay out for every catch is a hard catch, right? And then they get injured falling to the ground and getting concussions because they have to die for every catch for no reason. Um, but it's too far down the road. I don't think Juju comes back because he only was on a one-year deal and then he's done for the season. So I don't think Juju is retained. But Deontay Johnson, who had a lot of drops yesterday, I don't know if y'all I mean, saw. Deontay got Brookheads. That's what Deontay But he still could. Like, he's, but he's still he's, be getting open. Yeah. Exactly. He's still be getting open. But man, that was he's a like, bad showing in prime time. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he really reminds me of Justin Jefferson until it's time to catch the ball. Justin Jefferson don't drop it, but they get open and they're like kind of the same way. He really reminds me of a lot of them, except, you know, probably the most important thing. He catches the ball the way for a reason. Uh, but sure. All right. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, one other thing before we get to these picks, um, I don't know. I thought that the Patriots game, the last Monday night game, was just crazy. I loved it. Just, I mean, it was just a, you I know, a, a very unique game in terms of a team winning, throwing the ball three times. I've never seen a team win or lose throw the ball three times. I don't even think I've seen a team throw the ball less than 10 times from my memory. Uh, you know, I think their first, what, like 15, 20 plays damn near were all runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, given the circumstances of the weather, like it made sense. And the fact that the Bills can't stop the run. I mean, we saw that clearly when they played clearly. the Colts. When they, when they, I mean, that's what I'm saying. People are talking about are, are trying to make this game the game. Like, bro, they already got exposed and they played the Colts. So, I don't know. What, did y'all have any thoughts about that game in general? You know, it's just a crazy game. I feel like it's just worth mentioning. I think it was a well-coached game by Bill Belichick. Well, let me ask y'all a question, actually. So, after the game, well, um, during the post game interviews or whatever, he said it's not with well Belichick. Um, oh, damn. I'm say, you over here, oh, just oh, over here. You agree with Sean McDermott? You, you agree with Sean McDermott? That's what, I, that's what I was getting at. So, Sean McDermott. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Belichick. So, what do you guys think? Bill Belichick and Steve Belichick did a hell of a game on defense, sure. Um, but as far as the offense and the and the actual game plan and all that stuff, again, that's common sense. The ball, it, it was 30 mile per hour winds, it was snowing, it was wet. Even Josh, if it Allen was common sense, was on a career low. I don't know about common sense, folks. Josh Allen had a career low in pass attempts, and he has the strongest arm in the NFL, damn near. So, yeah, it was common sense to just run the ball, but the Bills don't have a running back to do that. So they got Josh Allen. They should have been running with Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm not running. With, I'm dead you dead see ass. how physical the Patriots defense is? Yeah, you risk your franchise guy with that one. I'm not. Man. I'm not. You're trying to win the game or not. God damn, you going to say the same thing? They so almost, they almost did win the game, though. The Even with all of that different. considered, they almost won that game. And then if if the Patriots lost that game being as conservative as they were, then it would have been a totally different narrative today. 
right? Well, but you, it's not because they lost, so we're good. Look again. I, the only thing, the only thing I'll say that made it common sense is that the Patriots knew they didn't have a quarterback who could throw in that weather, and so they had to run the ball. They played to their strength. They played to their strength is what they do all season. So in that sense, you're right. It is common sense to play to your strength and not play to your weakness when you have a rookie quarterback on the road Monday night in 30-something gust weather, and it's not like he has a Josh Allen arm. So at that point, like you are correct, it was common sense. But he's, but at the end of the day, you still have to do it. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, you still have to do it. Like, and to have, in some facts, in some facets, the humility to just be like, we're going to dumb it down this much. Because I don't think the Bills – even though that they they did pass the ball less, it still wasn't enough in my opinion. When you saw that they were dropping passes, like I don't know, I just didn't like their game plan. But you didn't have you, that, wanted... you didn't have that many opportunities, right? The Patriots were running the ball the entire game. They controlled the clock, and you didn't have that many opportunities. That was the point. So it wasn't just a, I mean, even I, I, and I, even on the Patriots end. Let's let's be clear. It takes a little bit of luck because if you really think about it, Damian Harris busting that like 70 yard run without that run, the Patriots would have almost zero points entering like I mean, the third or fourth quarter. You could have say the same thing about the bills. The only reason they got one touchdown is because we kill Harry's a dumbass. like nine times, like 99 times out of a hundred. That's not happening. So exactly. So it, it goes. So, so let's not bring up that. No, we don't need to bring up hypotheticals. I just said that it takes a little bit of luck, and the Patriots had more luck than the Bills that day. That's all. The only thing I need to be clear about this is this whole Bill Belichick told the offense that that's what they're going to do because that's nonsense. And I I don't want you to run with this narrative because we're bringing it back a few pods when I said that Bill Belichick does not call offensive plays and does not get influence in that. So we can bring that back if you need to. I'm saying, where, where's your sourcing on this? That the head coach has no my sourcing overall so, game plan of the offense and defense. I, I didn't say any coach. I said this particular one. And as far as my sourcing goes, I want you to I want you to ex, cut a little excerpt out, and I'm going to send you a clip of Bill Belichick's own post game press conference when he says Josh made a hell of a game plan and he adjusted well the entire game. Does that sound like somebody that? was making those calls and telling them to run the ball 50 freaking times. That sounds like a head coach who want to take all the credit. Oh, come on, come on. Like, you asked for my source. I made, I my source is literally Bill Belichick. All by himself. myself. Come on. The source, the source is Bill Belichick. Nothing. You act like he said I did nothing. You said you Bill Belichick. No, because giving the, credit to his offensive again, coordinator. Again, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the clip. You can insert it right into this episode and let the people decide if you liked it. I'm gonna send you the clip. I will send you the clip because <laughs> I knew make, you were gonna come with that. Try, and I made sure you, I watched the post-game press conference. No, I made sure I watched the post-game press conference and heard Bill Belichick verbatim. The question was literally asking, like, hey, your offense alignment, they love this game plan, right? They were like, you know, and then he went off and talked about the defense. Yeah, the defense played well and all that stuff. And then when he got to the offense, he specifically said, Josh, meaning Josh McDaniels, called a hell of a game, and Josh adjusted well all game when we decided to stop passing the ball. I mean, well, that's talking about two different things. Because one, I'm saying that Bill Belichick has more of a say before the game starts. not I'm not saying Bill Belichick is calling plays and telling Josh McDaniels what to do. So I feel like that quote is a little different than what I'm saying. But nonetheless, I will listen to the quote. Will I put it in the podcast? That sounds like a lot of work, so to be determined. <laughs> you, decide. you decide for yourself. I believe it was in-game uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if the quote – In-game adjustment. 
I'm going to see. And I don't think that our conversation a few weeks ago was purely about in-game adjustments because I felt like you were saying a few weeks ago, and again, maybe I, maybe I need to pull that audio was what I need to put in here. Because I felt like a few weeks ago, you were saying that Bill Belichick didn't have any say during the whole week leading up to the game in terms of offensive game plan and what the strategy was that he was focused on the defense. I'm, in game, I'm pretty sure I said Bill Belichick doesn't call plays and he does has nothing to do with the I, offense in the game. That's what I said. Well, so, see, now, see, you, you just... That's what I said. Tear, you're just hearing you, the wrong audio. I, I need I'm to just letting you know. Audio. No, I need we to can do that. We can do that. pull up the real audio. But anyway, let's get to the picks. <laughs> let's get let's get to the picks. We're all, we're all 2-0, coming off a uh, 2-0 week, so we're all uh, presumably feeling good about our picks this week, I think. I feel like every week we say the spreads are bad, but, you know, we make it work. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into the favorites. Uh, I'm gonna, we gonna start with you, Pope, this week. What, what's what's you talking? What's the what's your favorites looking like this week? I'm gonna keep it pretty simple. Coach says something, you got to come out and back it up. I'm taking Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys over the Washington football team. Ah, the football team. spreads only four and a half right now, so just beat them by more than the field goal. You get your money to cash out. Okay, feel it. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I like that. That was my second. That was my runner-up. What, Ronnie with division games? I thought you stayed away. Not when they're under. When they're over seven, that's when I'm like, I don't know. Uh, like you said, four points, you know, I feel it. But again, it was my runner-up, you know, so. All right. As far as favorites, I guess I'm going next. I am actually going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Bills. <clears throat> Um, it's like a three and a half point spread. I think we just saw, you know, um, everybody just saw what happened with the Bills versus the Patriots. I think um, the Bucks like to run the ball a lot more than I think they should, but it ends up working in there. <clears throat> so I think they'll run the ball a lot. I don't think the Bills are going to be able to generate a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. They have a, a middle of the pack pass rush anyway. Um, you know, Trey White is all gone for the season, so whomever replaced him, I'm sure he's going to get targeted a lot. I think this is going to be a long night for the Bills. I think they'll um, they'll put a lot of points up, or maybe not a lot. They'll put a decent amount of points up uh, through the air. Josh Allen will get some points. But, yeah, I'm taking the uh, Buccaneers over the Bills. Hmm, that's fair. We're going we're gonna to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that. But before that, we'll, we'll get to my pick. Um, you know, a lot, a couple, a couple of good options for me, but I'm going to, you know, you, you can't run away from the high spreads. You can't run away from them. So give me, give me all the Packers. Mm. This is, this is purely anti bears. You know, I don't even know who's that quarterback. It doesn't even matter. They all stink this year. Uh, Matt Nagy somehow still there. Uh, I think the bill, the bears are probably worse than four and eight. They had a couple. I mean, one, two of their wins are against the Lions, so it makes their record look a little better. They had a, they had one win super early in the season, I think, against the Bengals, maybe. Um, so they, I mean, they have four wins, but it's just a, it's a very unimpressive four and eight. Like I feel like honestly, they're they feel more like two and ten is how I feel about them. So I feel like they're going against a really bad team, the Packers. Um, it's 12 and a half. So, you know, essentially they got to win by two touchdowns, but I feel like they'll win by three touchdowns. This is, this is very, they're at home. This is, this is giving me Rams vibes all over again from last week. Um, I, I, you know, Packers, they have to keep playing well to catch the Cardinals for that one seat. Um, 
And I think I think Aaron Rodgers takes great joy in whooping the Bears' ass. So I think that he will no, do he everything. Really <laughs> so like I feel like if there's a game that he's gonna pile it on, this is the kind of game that he'll 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 pile it on because he just is an asshole and he doesn't like the Bears for whatever reason. And he's at home, the crowd will be egging him on. And you know, I, again, I, it's feeling very it's feeling very Rams to me. I believe you know, I know that, the reason. Wasn't the reason the uh, wasn't the Bears the game that broke his clavicle? That one year that Green Bay was supposed to like win it all, and he like got landed on. Yeah, maybe I, that might have been, but I feel like this goes back. I, I think this goes back all the way to like the Bears passing on him in the draft. Like that's what I was thinking, but like, a like lot, I guess. So. I mean, I mean, I thought I'm he only hated San Fran for that. I thought he only hated San Fran because not only did San Fran pass on him and being his home state town, whatever, but they took another quarterback at the position. They took well, Alex. Look, that is I'm sure. I'm sure that his hate. <laughs> way past one team. I'm sure that he is very capable of paying oh, yeah. teams. Aaron so Rodgers, feel- Aaron Rodgers to me, he has that that Russell Westbrook syndrome where like there's no chip on their shoulder, but they can create one for any like thing they want. Exactly. And and it makes no sense. It's like totally irrational. But I mean, he he said this year that the one team he would never play for is the Bears. So that's all I need to know. Ah. The Bears are the Bears are at their lowest. Coming into Lambeau, that he will decimate them as best as he can. I last game, he literally them. said, "I own you." So there's yes, that, and he and, and he will try to prove that at home. I, I agree with that. Uh, on that game, though, I, only because I have a lot of David Montgomery stock across the league. One of the funniest injury reports I'm I'm listening. So David Montgomery is the Bears running back, but he is basically the offense right now. His injury report this week says shoulder, groin, glute, ankle. All of that is injured right now. He's going to play, but oh. just, that is hilarious that oh, every part boy. of this man's body is breaking. <laughs> All three Glad levels. Carry too. Man. Literally. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just, I just found that interesting. That was a great injury. No, it, no it's something. You, you know, the crate, you know, crazy. there's, you know, and then the, you know, I think about all the time is Allen Robinson on a franchise tag, having probably the worst season of oh, he's trying to go. Receiver. Oh, this is absolutely. I think this is on purpose. You, you think I he's think sabotaging himself? I think it's on purpose, I man. So. I just think the the Bears. He's tired. Of, he's tired of catching. He's tired of getting set up by these bum quarterbacks that throw him over the middle to get his head taken off, and he doesn't want them to tag him another year. I think he's trying to get out. Like, I think he wants to be gone. Like, trying to kawaii his way out. It must. Yeah. Be, honestly, he's he's. It's been so bad, even when he does play, that it's just like. Like where did his like what happened? Like, is this a, it's I mean, Nagy, I, man. I looked at his route tree. Nagy doesn't have him running a route beyond like five yards of the line of scrimmage for like the first six weeks that's of, the, of the season. Sucks. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But I think Allen Robinson is seeing the force for the trees. Is like, what am I risking my butt for? What a four win team right now? Like, come on now. No, yeah, because he because he's had good years with bad quarterbacks in the past. Correct with Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah, like. So I don't know, but I think that's just crazy. I would probably I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like he is having the worst statistical season ever by a receiver who's been franchise tag. I feel confident in saying that. Uh, hey, I mean it might be true. I'm, that's <laughs> very possible. <laughs> Outside of a guy getting like just straight up injured for a year. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah just, that's what I mean. Like actually oh, yeah. playing. But all right, let's let's get to these uh upsets. Baltimore, Allen Robinson, buddy. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. I don't need any commentary. Just <laughs> right, I hear. I hear you, pal. 
All right, Pope. But what's what's these upsets looking like? Pope started off. All right. Upsets, I'm going to keep it short and simple. It's the lowest spread that I'm seeing, meaning that this has wow. the biggest potential. You chose the same one. Go ahead. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with Cincy over San Fran. Yep. San Fran gets Debo back this week, but. Yeah, see, I couldn't pick them with Debo back. If there, if Debo was out, granted, Eli Mitchell is out, but Debo is what makes the, the team go. If Debo was out, I'd be on that. But Oh, that's true. I I, I don't, and since he has a good safety in Jesse Bates that I think is going to just shadow Debo the whole game, like that's his entire assignment. He's not going to win, but I'm going to think that since he's he hit him enough pressure, time. and since he just got embarrassed last week by the Chargers, so I think Mixon is going to go crazy. I think since he as a whole is just going to go crazy this week. I trust nobody in San Fran's defense. They're all hurt. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Bengals for almost the same exact reason. I'm also going to add in that uh, both teams are extremely inconsistent to me. I'm questioning both teams' coaching. So, I mean, the game could truly go either way. Like Pope said, it's a very low spread, uh, one and a half. But <clears throat> the Bengals just got embarrassed last week. I just don't – I don't I don't like the 49ers. I truly don't, man. I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they have literally no defense. I mean, there's nobody on there. It's Joey. I heard Joey Bosa was limited. Um, you mean Nick? Like, Nick, yeah, Nick, not Joey. Um, but either way. No, I, I think Nick Nick is healthy, but Joey is hurt, I think, uh, for the Chargers. Well, I'm picking the Bengals, you know. <laughs> I mean. It's and, I, hey, man, Nick Bosa, he's not going after a black quarterback, so he may not have that much steam coming off the edge this time. We'll see. Yeah, he, he's going to be a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> he's not trying to take their head off, for sure. Yeah, he's nothing to prove. Yeah, man. That's why I'm surprised he didn't play better in the Super Bowl. You know, that was an opportunity to go to the White House. <laughs> the ultimate White House visit for him. Yeah. That time. Eh, he's probably already met him. He's cool. <laughs> right. And that's like, he's, like, he's like, that's probably why he didn't. He's like, another Tuesday. I've been there, right. he's been there plenty of times. <laughs> he got the tour, ate the Big Mac, went to Top Golf with him. I'm sure. Yeah, they were going to go golfing anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it made no difference. Um, all right, Ronnie, what you got, man? What you got for the upset? Get to my upset. I, I wanted to go Rams, but I'm not. I'm not prepared. Mm. I think the Cardinals are very good. I don't trust. I don't trust Matt Stafford. They haven't beat. I don't know the last time they beat a playoff team. I'm not. I'm not stuck, getting sucked in by the Jaguars. I'm not sure they have Kool Aid. The Rams beat Tampa. Yeah, oh, and that was. And that Handily. was. That was about it. That was, that was, a that was too. Right, but that was that feels like a whole season ago. Damn near. It's yeah, you know. It was early, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Me and Kari going to go head-to-head because I will take the Bills with the upset. Ooh, um, one, I, one. I, I don't think that there's a ton of great options. Um, I think the Ravens is actually sneaky, but I think ultimately this game will just be a shootout, and I just and I think the Bills will win. That's just really all I got. I think, the, I think it'll be a shootout. I don't think either defense is that great right now. Uh, especially, you know, Kyrie mentioned Davis White. But <sighs> I think, again, like, who's guarding, Ste- like, Stefan Diggs? Like, Absolutely who's guarding nobody. him? Like, I think the Bills the Bills have a good receiving core. Um, well, you know, I'm a slightly worried about the pass rush from the Bucks, but not no, really. Not be. really. I mean, I'll say not really. I'm trying to think of, like, worst-case scenario things. Um, you know, like, the Bucks are great at stopping the run. But that means nothing to the Bills. That, that, means, that, that means nothing. If anything, that is probably better for them. It gives them more incentive to just pass 40, 50 times and do some QB runs or whatever. Like, I think that actually plays very well into the Bills' strengths. Insane. Uh, I think I think ultimately it comes down to who do you trust more. I mean, 
because both teams kind of have similar attributes. So I don't think either quarterback is going to be facing a lot of pressure. Uh, so it just comes down to who you trust more, in my opinion, between Josh Allen and Tom Brady. And I guess the receiving core as well. I think they, I think the Bucs overall just have a better offense um, as far as like the players, if you're looking at names and production. Um, yeah, I mean, it. so I was almost choosing this as my upset um, of the week just because I, I'm pretty sure the Bills are going to win this game. Well, that's and, some hard trick shit if you're trying to be folks. So no, that. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a lot of the reasons that Ronnie said is going to, but uh, it's going to happen, but it's just game script. Uh, the Bills are going to score fast. And once they score fast, Tom Brady is going to stop using the run, which is the only thing that's going to be effective against the Bills. And even if you've watched Tampa, Tom Brady is basically throwing 30 yard bombs or tiny little screen passes and dump offs to the running backs. The Bills, those are the two things that they cover well. They cover deep and they cover short. The middle of the field and running the ball is the only two things you can really do on the Bills. That's not something Tampa's going to do. Also, Tampa struggles with running quarterbacks. So the second Josh Allen breaks out of that pocket, JPP slow ass ain't going to get him. Uh, Shaq Barrett has been stuck on a right tackle the entire year. He gets off every once in a while, but mm, this year he hasn't been – the speed rush hasn't been going. People have been letting him run right by him, then they just sneak right past him, and it's a 10-yard gain every time. Yeah. Also, I think the biggest factor that I haven't even mentioned yet, uh, I think the Bills are starting to get desperate. And when you all of a sudden you look at the playoff seedings, the Bills are seventh in the AFC right now. They mm-hmm. they lose this game, they will be out of the playoffs because the Colts will have beat them head to head and have the tiebreaker over them. They are now fighting for something different. They are not coasting on top of the division like the Bucks are. They are fighting for their play. Like they have now entered playoff mode, damn near. If they are a good team, th- th- now is the time. You know, I think this is a must-win game for the Bills. I don't think this is must-win for the Bucks. I don't think that they are actually that concerned about the one seed. It would be nice, but I don't think that they care uh, that much being the champions. I don't think that they're too concerned about – they're definitely – I don't think they care about going into Arizona. Uh, I think they would like to not play the Packers in Green Bay, but I don't think they care about Arizona at all. So, I think the Bills are just a more desperate team. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, just, I'm rocking with the Bills. Again, not, not a great slate, but – I think I think the Bills I think the Bills are gonna do something. I think we all made us some money this week. I think we're gonna make our listeners some money this week. I like all the locks. I like all the upsets that we picked for the most part. Well, well me yeah, and Ronnie. I mean, oh, I say we're we're going head to head. I, I said for the most the part. Yeah, all right. for the most part. But I think y'all should I'll, ride with me, listeners. I think I, I know. I'll take, the I'll take the Bills in that upset, man. I'm sorry. I was going to actually look at the Rams for the upset, too, but I looked at their actual schedule and talk about fraud team. Their only two quality wins is the Colts and the Buccaneers in week two and three. After that, they've only been... I'm gonna say, I, I wouldn't even call the Colts a quality win that early on. They were not looking right. good. And they weren't. And Carson, I think that was the game Carson went sprained both ankles. Um, yes. <laughs> but yes, their, wins, their wins after that was the Seahawks, the Giants, Lions, Texans, and Jaguars. Yuck. And they Precisely. lost to the Packers, the Niners, the Titans, the Cardinals. So there's that. Precisely. Next next week, when the Rams are playing the Seahawks, I'll I'll, I'll be back on that bandwagon. But yes, sir. for now, yeah, not not this week. So they're not touching it. Yeah, not at all. Well, shoot. This is this has been a, a great podcast. You know, it's coming out on Friday. Uh great picks. I'm feeling good about everything. Yes, um I know we need need y'all up in New York soon. Uh, or, or, I, you know, when next time I come down in, in Maryland, I don't know. Y'all both family men, so I don't know. It's, it's hard to get a hold of y'all together. So we'll, we'll figure something out, though. That's hope, man. 
Like I'm family like, man plus, you know what I mean? I'm like, after you beat the game of family man, and now you're doing it on the more say, harder just, difficulties. Pope po- po on a victory lap right now. You know um, it. I'm <laughs> like, no, well, I'm trying to pretend like I'm not and force myself to do things. You know? I'm about to say, and Akari, you in the you on the waiting list. You, nah, he's, you, in you domestic, he's in the domestication phase. It's fine. <laughs> Stay in there for a long time. It's cool. But all right. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate oh, yeah, it. Appreciate yes, sir. Week. Yep.